There is an ancient story of a student who went to the master and said, I pray, I study, I meditate, do my daily rituals, and I even fast a little. I live in peace with others. Teacher, what more can I do? The master rose, lifted his hands, and stretched his fingers out towards the heavens, when suddenly they became like ten lamps of fire. And then he said, You can become all flame. Welcome, I am Jareth Tempest, mystic, magician, psychonaut, astronaut, hierophant, all-around seeker of truth, author, full-time weirdo, and host of this show, where we talk about mysticism, the mystical journey, and all that's magical in the universe. Everything from spirits to spirituality, while I take you on a magical mystery tour through the inner worlds, and hopefully inspire you to take the next step so that you can become all flame. Okay, well, thanks for being here this week. I've had quite the fun week. I uh, went and caught COVID. Uh, we've, for what, three years into this pandemic, and I haven't had it, and I finally had to go get it. So yeah, I'm probably going to keep this a little short since I don't want to overwork my uh, voice and, uh, uh, you know, and I'm mainly, if doing, I'm doing a lot better, I'm just mainly tired and I don't want to have to spend a lot of time trying to edit this or anything. So, and I'm sure that there's going to be lots of coughs and throat clearing and stuff to have to edit out, so... I didn't really know what to talk about this week, so I just kind of posted in the group, hey, what do you guys want to hear about? And most questions were about attunements and how I create them and stuff. I don't really want to talk about how I create the attunements. <laughs> but I did have a few other interesting suggestions and things that I might talk about later since they are interesting topics and will probably take longer to explain things about like uh, you know, what's the difference between Kabbalah with a K and Kabbalah with a Q? And how can we know which one is which? And uh, and then someone else wanted to know kind of what's the difference between Kabbalah and Enochian? And, you know, or, or how those two work together. Uh, as well as people just, you know, expressing more interest in my take on, on Enochian. So all of those are, are really good you know, questions and, and, and some of the other ones that people ask as well, but they will take a lot longer to talk about. So what I decided to go with, someone asked, like, basically, I mean, they were asking specifically with attunements, but I think it's a good question that we can talk about. It's like, how do you communicate with spirits? So I think that this will be really helpful for people and I can probably get the gist of it out a lot quicker. So win-win. <laughs> All right, so the first thing you want to do when you're, you know, doing any kind of communication, of course, is a, a ritual to make sure you're talking to the spirit that you are trying to talk to. And the main way you do this is by using their sigil or their name or really their function. If you know their function, then that can even, you don't even really need a name. Uh, that's kind of how Josephine McCarthy works is she just works with their function and doesn't worry about trying to um, get the name because at that point you don't need the name you just have the the function but either way you, you you need some something to kind of guide you to that right spirit and obviously that's what a lot of occult books and stuff are their the names of spirits with their sigils or other ways of contacting them and then 
you know, telling you what that spirit can do for you. And so, yeah, you, you do for, you follow the ritual, however it is, be it, you know, uh, using a sigil and a name. And that's really, people overcomplicate things so much, but really to do an evocation, all you need is a sigil and a name. You just stare at the sigil and say the name and call on that spirit until it communicates with you. All the other stuff we do to add these things is just things to make that work better. Yeah, I mean that, but that's that's strictly all you need. You, if you have a sigil and a name, you can you can make it work. How do you communicate? Well, a handful of people in the world who are really, I guess, lucky, you know, can just hear spirits, and that's that's awesome for them. I'm going to assume that if you're asking this question, that you don't have clear audience, or or at least you don't have a really strong case of it where you can just hear them. And you might be confused, especially as a beginner, of like how this works. So uh, the main thing to to always remember is that it's you know you're going to hear it as a voice in your head, and and more often than not, it's going to sound like your voice. And so right away, your question is going to be, how do I hear? I mean, how can I know if it's the spirit or if it's me doing that? You know, if I'm answering my own question or something, well, this is where the age old phrase, know thyself comes into play because the more you know yourself and the more that you know the different voices in your head and you know how you would answer those questions, then the more you're going to know if you're doing it yourself, you're going to be like, oh, well, that's my, that, that was, that's definitely my voice. That's definitely my answer to that question. But if you're getting an answer that's unexpected, then that's a really good sign that it's, it's not coming from you. You know, and then, and sometimes I would, I, and soon this is the thing. It's like, Clear audience is actually supposed to be one of the least trustworthy methods of communicating. And so you you want to test everything and you always want to make sure that it isn't coming, you know, it, it could be coming from you. It could also be coming from another spirit. It can be coming from like a trickster spirit or a parasite or something. And so you, you just, you know, you never really, I mean, you take everything at, at some kind of, face value but you want to you always want to like have that it's it's good to be a little um I don't know, my mind went blank I can't think of the word um but you know be critical of, of anything that that you have and just don't accept it blindly on the other hand you want to trust your intuition and when you get an answer you don't want to Oh, you know, sit there on and just, you know, whittle it to death until you don't believe you have an answer anymore. So it's a balance between the two. And I guess a lot of it depends on what you're asking the question, you know, for. What are you trying to get? And what answer are you getting? If it's something extreme, like, you know, you should leave your family and go, you know, off to some other country. Well, you might want to stop and think about that one and don't trust it right away you know, maybe get a second or third opinion from other spirits or something or or get more information or, or explanation from that spirit. If it's just something, you know, more 
you know, just kind of in for a, your own good for the moment or something like that. That's not as important as the point. Um, then, yeah, you trust your intuition a little bit more. That being said, you know, like, you know, my friend that's a, a card reader and, or, and clairvoyant and everything on Eden, she says that, um, the biggest thing you can do when, you know, doing any of this kind of work is just, just trust your intuition, trust yourself that you're getting the right answer. So there's, but there are some things that you can do to help, help this practice. And so there's a book and this is not a magical book. It's a, uh, it's a writing book called writing down the bones by Natalie Goldberg. And I've mentioned this before. I love this book and it's entirely about writing practice. And her whole point is that you, you know, you, you just write, you, you set a time limit. You're like, I'm going to write for 10 minutes and then you put pen to paper and you just write for 10 minutes solid without stopping to think you just write what she calls first thoughts because those first thoughts are going to have all the energy and the life before your editor can come in and tell you, Oh, don't say that. That's too weird or anything. You're just getting those first thoughts out. And so this is how I learned to write was by writing in this style. So I kind of already had a, a head start when coming to talk to spirits was because uh, I just kind of took took that same concept and ran with it, like, and in, and the more I read from other um, practitioners and stuff, it, it kind of rang true to end up being what what a lot of them were doing as well, and that is you know that first answer you get when you ask a question. Sometimes it happens before you even finish asking the question, or almost as soon as you think about asking the question, you'll have an answer. And you need to trust that answer. And and it does help to write it down. And, you know, that's almost automatic writing as far as I'm concerned. A, a certain kind of automatic writing. There's not the kind where it takes your hand and you're using, you know, that kind of... It's not that kind of automatic writing. But it's at least the kind where you just write those... Just write those first thoughts out. Boom, boom. Just don't stop. Don't think. Definitely don't edit just write and and that, those will be your best answers those are that's more than likely going to be where the spirit talks to you is in those very that very first blast of information that you get whenever you ask that question you know and something else to 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 think about is it is if you aren't like if you're doing a path working especially or something or any vocation, whatever. And I meant to bring this up when I was uh, talking about path working. It is it's it's okay to use your imagination to get things going. You know, you do your path working, get to that final image, and you call the spirit's name. You may or may not feel something, but what you should what you can always do is like imagine a humanoid shape appear. Now you don't have to give it a, a, a way of looking or anything, just give it a humanoid ghostly shape or something. And then your imagination will, might suddenly give it a different, a, a specific appearance. Well, that's the, your mind then taking that cue and it's translating that energy that it's getting into an image. Is that how the spirit really looks? Well, no, it's, it's your, but it's your version of that spirit and how that spirit works. It's the, 
the frame that you're going to work with. And it can change um, from ritual to ritual. Uh, Raziel had a very, you know, had a particular look when I first started working with her that has evolved over the years. And it, and that's just the way it happens. And, and then some of the, uh, some of the, the ways that spirits, I mean, it's, it's obviously this is not what the spirit is, um, really looks like. It's, it's a very personal idiosyncratic type look. The, uh, like Lucifer often appears to me in like a, uh, a white, kind of an eighties looking white business suit with shoulder pads and stuff. It's like, uh, it, it's very reminiscent of the way, um, the Joker was drawn in the dark Knight returns only without the Joker smile and everything, just kind of like in this, you know, big white suit with big shoulders you know, it's stuff like that. It, it's, it's, it, uh, do I think that that's the way Lucifer really looks? No, but that's for whatever reason, that's the way my mind is translating that energy. And a lot of this will have to also have to do with how, how much you're in depth with a certain symbol set. Like if you work with, well, you know, use the golden dawn as, as an example, if you're really have worked with the golden dawn and their imagery and their symbols and their version of the tarot and and all of that then you're going to have then things will start to appear to you using those symbols and uh, that'll be the way that your imagination is is portraying these things but if you're much more familiar if you've spent way more of your time playing video games then these things are going to start looking more like video game characters. And they might even use some of the symbolism that you have from a video game. Now that doesn't mean that the video game creators intentionally put that in there and that they're secret occultist. What it means is that your mind is just simply using those symbols to translate that energy into something that you will understand. And, and I'm using video games as an example, but it can be movies and it can be uh, comic books or it can be classic literature. It can, you know, any, whatever it is that you spend the most time with that has kind of forged your imagination, the, the way the imagery and, and that you, your subconscious works with, you know, what is it that your unconscious is, 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 what are you feeding your unconscious more than anything else? And that, that's very well may be the way that these spirits will, will appear to you. And so if you watch a lot of horror movies, they're going to maybe look like some of the figures in horror movies. That doesn't mean that they're really scary. It just means that that's what your, your brain's full of. And so I'm not going to tell you that, Hey, you need to be careful what you fill your brain with, but you need to be aware. You need to be very aware of what you fill your brain with so that you at least understand the unconscious language that will be used anytime you do any kind of spirit work. It's, it's, it's all going to be working out of your subconscious. So yeah, just, you know, this is, again, you got to know yourself. You got to to understand what you, how you think and what you think. And, uh, and the more that you know that, then the more you're going to be able to know when something's from 
outside of you that's working through you and you'll also have a much better understanding of your own unconscious language and and symbols and stuff like that so that's all important as a magician you know so much of this is really just going through it's it's your internal worlds and so it's but you know one of the key words there is you or you and your and people tend to forget that and they expect everything to you know to look the way Crowley explained it well that was his internal world and his way of his interpretation of, of certain symbols and stuff so you know you just it's fine and that's the and the again you gotta you just need to be aware of it that's the most important thing and again you just you go with those first thoughts that ask your question and bam you just give that answer and you can you know if you're writing it write it down right then or try to remember just those very first thoughts again as you're asking the question or you know, you're you might get an answer before you're done asking or as soon as you even think to ask the question you already know the answer you know that's that's them yeah and then you should always kind of look at it after the fact and and then try to to make sense of it and try to figure out what if if there is any kind of symbolic meaning to something or what the the larger implications might be and you know whether or not you are willing to because you don't have to do whatever a spirit tells you to do you don't have to take their advice you know you have a rational mind you should still use that yeah that's that's really the the key element to, to spirit communication and I think that uh, it doesn't matter if you're using an attunement or a ritual; it still works the same. You're, you're, um, you know, when the attunement, you're just calling on the energy instead of doing a, a more formal ritual. But you're still just listening for that, those first thoughts. It doesn't change very much. Uh, sometimes it makes it easier. Sometimes it, it doesn't. It's just you know, it's how you resonate with that spirit. But most people kind of, you know, get a little bit better uh, reception after after an attunement. So, yeah, that's kind of the, the main thing I, I think I wanted to talk about today and at least get something out to you. Uh, I really hope that this, this helps. I mean, I, I know I've said most of this before, I think with the Holy Guardian Angel episode, but it bears repeating because it doesn't, it's not just the Holy Guardian Angel. This is for any spirit that you work with. You, you, you go with those first thoughts and you really, again, you need to really just be aware of, just know yourself and, and, and spend time with yourself, with your own, with your own mind. Uh, I'm not an expert in this, but there's a practice that you can do called active imagination that, I think uh, Carl Jung, it was a big part of his practice. And I've, I've kind of been looking a little of a, I was watching, just watching a video about his, um, his, his runes and stuff and what those man, it kind of, kind of comes from the, uh, the black books and it's just freaky. It's just the weirdest stuff. Like he, he thinks it all comes from his mind, but it's like, no man, that's not, that there's some spirit work happening here too. That's pretty crazy. So what you do though, I mean, it's, it's really very easy. You, um, you clear your mind, 
just imagine like a white a blank white space and then just let your imagination fill in a setting and then start imagining yourself exploring that setting and if you come to see a any people or creatures talk to them and use this these first thoughts and just let them or just and, you know if they're if you're imagining somebody there just let them be real and you know don't worry if it's coming from you or if it's or if it's not just let it flow i mean sure it's coming from you but that doesn't necessarily mean it isn't more than that you know this the you know and the more that you explore your inner world in this way the more that this particular place will become more and more real and so what you do is you know try to do it for 10 15 20 minutes and then when you're you're done you you can write it down or or maybe you can record it like your dictation as you're doing it uh or something like that but then the when you come to do it again just pick up exactly where you left off and just keep going and uh and just and just keep doing that and and see you know you're going to discover you have entire worlds within you and the different people and creatures and and characters and stuff that you meet in that inner world are going to have you know just a tremendous vast amount of wisdom and you know you can believe like young did that you know it, it these are all just his you know sub you know unconscious mind speaking to him in the different parts of his unconscious mind or you know you might be more of a magician and imagine you know think that hey okay this is obviously tapping into something else and my my higher self and, and and other various aspects of my spirit group and stuff are here you know talking to me through this stuff and you'll find names and 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 stuff that are you know they're probably your names for for all of these these different um characters and and, and stuff but this is you know this is what it's all about is 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 finding out who who you are and and all of the i mean there's a universe within you and this is how you this is how you start to explore it so yeah give that a shot and uh i'm gonna go ahead and close this out so i can start getting into edited and have it ready for for you later or for tomorrow hopefully next week i will be feeling better and can get you know more on top of some of these other uh, questions that people have all right well um again you know then thank everyone for any healing or, or good thoughts or prayers or anything that you sent me i really appreciate it uh we are doing you know much better we're just kind of you know we're over the the sickness part now we're just kind of recovering so so yeah we're doing good and i really appreciate everyone's love and i will see you next week bye bye <laughs>